0: Happy Tuesday, it's me Luca, I'm here ja. with Ja, hey. yeah. what's up dude? Not much man. Great, I love it. Um, so I wanted to chat with you because I think we've been having some really good conversations and particularly because I made a story today about this show that we've both been watching yep. and... Just how it's kind of shows different elements of relationships and stuff we talk about all the time And I thought it'd be really sick because my perspective on it as like a trans guy in particular I think is kind of a, like a unique thing in some ways, right? So I was like, yo, we should totally talk with you too And adding in your thoughts on it too and your perspectives mm-hmm. on this whole relationship thing Yeah, keep it, yeah, still try, keep trying if you want on this whole relationship thing he's trying to do something with this phone um, because I think it's really I think it's valuable and kind of interesting and I want to hear your thoughts before I even get into that Netflix one of my favorite shows is coming back to Netflix I just got an uh, invita- uh, an email about it um, what's it called Formula One Drive to Survive nice oh well, yeah that's <laughs> season you, you were two. talking about that <laughs> apparently in RuPaul's Drag Race season 11 interesting is coming or, I think yeah I think that's what it said but yeah, so I think that the first area Let's even see if you can get this get this going The first area is, well I think the first thing that I actually said in the story was the reason I think that the show works so well one reason was because of this whole you can't see the person thing and how much I feel like people do base the looks off of how they treat people and how they even think about their relationships. And then I brought up the fact that as a trans person, I can like tell the way people feel about it. So like for you, how does, how do like, I guess the combination of looks and expectations
1: like play out and what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> so jokes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree totally with what you said in the story. That looks does play a really really big part in finding love in today's society or whatever. Um, Is why yeah is why I think the show is really 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 interesting because you don't get to see the person until you have these conversations and you know obviously like every show we only get to see uh, snippets and small parts of what the conversation was. I'm pretty sure there was way more conversation, but. yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I feel like when I look or if I'm looking, it's like I do care about looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be lying, I would doing doing myself a disservice if I said that I wasn't because I I do like you kind of look at someone and you're like, yo, I you see them and you're like, I really want to get to know that person. However, I understand too that looks is not everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I th- I think from my experience of dating too. Um, when I stopped dating a specific person, people are like, "Yo, why did you stop talking to her? She was so cute. She mm-hmm. was so gorgeous. This, this, this," and no one even no one even tries to take into account that, yeah, but personality is everything, and yeah. if if the personality is not working, then the looks don't matter. Oh, absolutely. But, so I don't know. It's really interesting that we make looks a very high priority when we're looking for somebody knowing that if they treat us like shit then the looks don't matter at all and so. they
0: almost justify us even more they become mm-hmm. this kind of like oh but they're so attractive like you feel guilty in a way about like wanting to not be with them because of what people will say, say. or not say and and like even one of my first girlfriends my trend the girlfriend i transitioned with first she's very attractive like you know people would be like oh like kind of model vibes and i think that I felt that way all the time mm-hmm. and when we broke up people told me they were like, oh, but she was so hot Yeah, and it's like
1: <laughs> it's also one of those ones too where you there is like for me as a trans person um, There is a small doubt in your mind that like you might not ever find anybody that attractive, attracted attracted uh, attractive again or somebody that attractive not might not be into you because for all these little Reasons, but mainly for me is the whole trans thing. Yep. That the type of people that people expect you to attract aren't supposed to be good looking. Like I remember um, bringing a ex-partner to visit my mom and my mom asked her if she was trans as well. And there's this idea that trans folks need to be with trans folks, that trans mm-hmm. folks can't be with cis folks that are beautiful. Like there's this, yeah, I think there's like a screwed idea idea there that like yeah if you're trans the people that you're gonna end up with aren't gonna be aren't gonna look good because who would want who would yes, want a yes, trans person it's deep in there yeah. yes and so it's like when I have those feelings for myself it's not I know that it's not just me yeah I know it's things that other people have said when you when you get that excitement of introducing a partner to your friends and people are fucking mind blown yeah. that you, you got someone like you that you can tell in their eyes and you it's, can see yeah, in the way, the way that they're you know yeah. even the way that they talk to you too it's like wow like where do you guys meet yeah all the stuff like it's just impossible for you to kind of meet someone that would be attracted to a, a trans person uh so it is interesting is why I was telling you before is that I would definitely do the pot thing. Yeah, because for me, me too. We like, gotta get this show, but yeah. we gotta
0: get it non-hetero. Well, obviously, we can get it, sure. we gotta get it non-straight.
1: And I think for me too, it's just like yes, I like I said, I I would I would be lying to myself if I said looks didn't matter, but um I do try to practice things where I do try to engage with people who I'm not attracted to right away, and see what the personality looks like. But yes, yeah. there is a part like yes when you meet the person in a
0: box you put them in an area you're either going to date you there's a potential that you're going to date or you're not going to date and unfortunately that a lot of that is based on looks i mean look at the apps everything it's like you know look at this photo or or whatever the case and i've been pretty fascinated by even the fact the the idea of like being like culturally attractive because Mm -hmm. i think that sexual capital is such a huge part like of Mm -hmm. sociology and like we kind of deny that it's there and I actually think that one of the I was thinking about this on my way here that some people might say okay well one of the controls of the experiment is that they're all pretty attractive right yep, like yep. They're all sure. And some people might think, okay, well, of course they're because they're all pretty attractive. But I actually think it was smart that they did that mm-hmm. because there was no guarantee. Like that wasn't obviously part of the.
1: Live. Actually, there were people, but they Ooh, didn't. Yes, that's
0: true. It doesn't. Yeah, there
1: were people that I felt like they were attractive that didn't make it. Very to true. To yeah, but people
0: were in the category of like moderate to hot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, most people were considered culturally attractive, and by a number of things. But I think that that actually people who are considered culturally attractive sometimes I think people want to know even less about them their desire to be seen and understood and have an opportunity to speak outside of how they look I think would be even stronger
1: yep
0: I because mean, you're so ju- you're so being like you know
1: but yeah but you know yeah the looks eventually do come into play like you know when you think think about Jessica and Mark it's mm-hmm. like yes they are. Total different cultural backgrounds and like I said to you before I felt like this is not and also this is just an opinion And I don't like to make any kind of For sure yes feeling on the person, but this is how I felt with Jessica I just felt like yeah, I felt like deep down there was a little bit of a um, An issue there with him being a different Mm -hmm. culture, but not entirely like I felt like there was like engraved ingrained things of like I have a specific type. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else on that show said anything about a specific type that they had, but she was the only person that said that he's not her, her type, type for so yes. many other reasons. No one else said that. Um and nobody else was in a a dynamic that had two cultural differences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, you know, you kind of like think about that too, but it in, in
0: our world too where so much is again, obviously about the looks and everything, that's where I think the trans thing really comes into play because, you know, you're given this experience where you transition and now you're being treated in all these different ways and as I said before, it's like you can see people like having to trying to justify or like being very surprised that they're even attracted to you. Do you have that?
1: Uh, Kind of. You can just tell in their eyes sometimes. Maybe. It's like, yeah. Maybe, but I don't really to be honest, I don't really ever look at that or pay attention to that yeah because there's someone there's just the stuff that i'm doing with my work it's just more i'm more accessible to, to where people will talk to me so i never am talking to anybody thinking that oh they're looking at me in a specific way because i already associated with my work or my photography mm-hmm. anything work related is how we would even be a a thing i think what's interesting about that though is what i do notice is that there are clearly uh, ways in which trans people work. There, there's such a big spe- spectrum of how we look like. And I think the main th- concerns for me that I see are the main things that I don't like is, yeah, like you're identifying as like, maybe you're identifying as being queer, you're in queer spaces, you're in these spaces that you know, is LGBTQ friendly. And if you're um, a trans person that's passing too much, and looks too much like uh, and I'm, con- I'm only going to talk in my experience too much as a guy then I think that it is a little bit challenging to have those dynamics because have you know people identifying and being whatever they're being and um, not wanting to lose their sense of their identity by being with somebody and also being seen as a relationship that's now heteronormative mm-hmm. uh, I think is way more challenging for me because it's either uh you know, sometimes you get those little back-ended compliments that are pretty dope too, but it's like, you know, that makes you feel like, okay, well, I'm not passing enough to the point where I don't look too much like a guy, but I don't look like a girl either, mm-hmm. you know? And and then, so, you get, you get sometimes you get those compliments sort of that you're like, yo, that's not actually like a compliment. Yeah, when people or, say, I couldn't tell, or I could, you know, with those types of things. Yeah, like things yeah. like that, couldn't tell, or, you know, one thing I like about you is that you have, like, more of a feminine side or things like that. And you're like, yo, but you know, um, I think with the dating thing with trans folks in, ho- in regards to how they look, it's like it is more challenging because there's a spectrum and some people don't want to be with a trans guy that looks too masculine mm-hmm. because then yes, they, they lose their, they lose their in- yes. identity. Some people, you know, and then I think that if you're a trans guy that isn't um, kind of doesn't look that way, um, and have maybe a little bit more flexibility, maybe a little bit more adventurous, or whatever the situation is. You do attract a lot more people mm-hmm. because they feel a little bit more comfortable with you because yes. you seem a little bit, you seem outwardly a little bit more queer to, to um, yeah. to the visual eye, of people. So they feel a little bit more comfortable with you. But I guess it also depends on how secure you are with yourself to kind of have that happen. Yeah. Because you know, I've had people, for me personally, I've had people help me that I was trans just so they didn't lose their identity. Yes. You know, I had people that, you know, not people, but I had somebody that I dated like straight up purposeful, like made sure they looked, you know, straight up like a boy, like, you know, which I didn't really have a problem with, but I felt like it was happening because they were trying to counter my mm-hmm. masculinity and not wanting to lose sight of their own identity, wanting them, themselves to have their own identity, but I feel like they were doing it in a way that was minimizing to my experience and, you know, what I needed, what I wanted, and how I identify, um, because my my um, identity and how I uh, my identities was starting to get compromised. Mm-hmm. To to work out their identity and make sure that they're being read the way that they want to be, and so I and always it think feels
0: about that. Lo- like it's hard to you know not that it's about winning or losing, but. You know all really good points because I think that when I my not my last relationship with a woman before that I've had now these both back-to-back things where in the in one side people are telling you you know I don't want to be in a heterosexual relationship I don't like the way we're seen in the world I want to really just feel like my identity and I'm gonna be with a woman and yeah. because that's what's making them feel good and then when you're like okay cool fine tough but I'm accepting that then you swing over to the straight side of things and you get someone who's let's say never even kissed a girl or never yeah. been in that dynamic yeah. but then it comes with a whole other set of expectations and and, and you know the, the way that they it's not that they're fine with being seen as heterosexual but now it's like okay well are you man enough? But like that's are the, you yeah. you know and,
1: Yo and it's so funny because I just want to go back to what you um, said so I don't lose mm-hmm. my train of thought is the fact that you have to have the fact that there needs to be a consideration um, that if you haven't kissed a girl, then you haven't kissed somebody like me. Mm -hmm. The fact that I have to identify with um, or find somebody who's like, have you ever been with a woman before? Yes, I know. It's weird, dude. That's a question that matters. Because that's a question. It it, it matters a lot because it's my body and the way that I'm being treated, the way that I'm being um, touched. um, you You know, and even in my experience of being like, you know... Yeah abusive relationships and having people like treat your body really differently You know going through arguments and people wanting to make up for the argument by wanting to have sex with you and Just not un- not really fully understanding that like Yes I look this way Yes I am man enough mm-hmm. I am and also what the fuck does that even mean yep. Um, But also I do need to be I do need my body to be treated as how yours might, but want to yep. be treated. I do need to be handled with care. Yeah, I'm not, not just that. like this mask guy that you can punch and like beat up, and I I should just take it and not feel hurt by it. Yeah, because the truth is, I do feel hurt by it because I do connect with as much as it, it's been a battle for me to kind of figure out the balance between the two. I do still connect with that, and I um I think for trans guys too, like solely this conversation is based off trans yeah men because that's our experience is that um, yeah people don't get that yeah and I think it makes the relationship even harder that you're being held to a standard of being what meant a, a man enough is being this rock being you know emotionally available to a capacity yeah. where you can't really show intense emotions because it makes other people feel comfortable yeah. un- like uncomfortable basically yeah um, it's a big one in the man in the yeah. man world
0: and like it took me years to even, and I, I know I've said this before, but it's taken me, took me years to accept the fact that obviously now, for instance, as a guy, um, f- things like, you know, you can't be, I couldn't, be, like, let's say I wanted to hook up and it didn't happen, mm-hmm. that I could no longer be upset about that. Yep. I think that took me a long time to accept because... And I, I, you know, I, I've, I, you, you pay to play, I guess, in a sense, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember a very, for the maybe the first few years of transition, how challenging that was for me. That, like, when I was engaging in intimacy, that, like, if I didn't, you know, if, like, I instigated and I, the other person wasn't down, to unlearn feeling upset about that, and then on top of that, like to not take it personal, and then on top of that, to not be able to express or use other means of manipulation to get it. Because a lot of the time, at least when I've navigated heterosexuality, or even when I was in woman-woman relationships, You know, sex was used all the time yeah. to, um, you know, get it basically, yeah. and and in the even to the point it's like, you know, if you don't go over to your girlfriend's house, you know, or or you've got to do something else, there's kind of this like, oh, uh, like, okay, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Like, because I was down to have sex tonight, and like yeah. that's totally acceptable for women to do to men. Yeah, but it's not acceptable the other way at all. But
1: I, but that's the thing <laughs> that I think about too, and I think that it is acceptable for a specific type of man. Mm-hmm. It's not specific. It's not. It's not acceptable for what I feel like for me Mm -hmm. as a trans guy. Because I I know cis guys that do that to people that are dating and partners. And they basically take what they want and they enjoy that. Mm -hmm. But I always felt like there was a dynamic there uh, for me. Like trying trying to be this man enough or whatever the fuck that looks like. Whatever they, I see what they want. And it's just always like a little bit of a... A challenge there but but I was gonna say that um this is why like for me gender is just it's uh it's it is very very complex it is. and I think that while we have these conversations uh, you know these conversations around sex intimacy relationships love um it needs to be looked at um with a more open perspective because to be honest it's like if um If you're going to call me L or say that X, Y, and Z um, That I'm doing as a man in this body Then I think that it's safe to say that um, Women need to be talked about this as well Because I'm not a cis guy Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I've been in my body as a woman For most Most of my my life life. Yes, And these are the things that I learned in that body Yes, And yes, I'm learning more things now in this body That has amplified it more Because expectation is there Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, like, you know just the... Yeah, even the, the the sex factor and all that stuff. It's like... The fact that I don't want to have sex during a time that... Maybe things might not be good. I'm going to always get the... Like, sharp end of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and um, knowing that... You know... If it was... Yes, if it was the other way around, it, it's... It would be totally different. Yeah. But... You know, getting used to the fact that you you, yes, were socialized a specific way because you grew up a specific way. Well, I did, um, knowing that, you know, that's all you really learned, basically. Mm-hmm. Then you go into these relationships and then it's like men don't act this way. Yeah, and then people are there right to call you out on yeah. it
0: too, like being like, yeah, like I've had some pretty vulnerable moments where I'm, you know, my mental health's not great, like I'm kind of crumbling and it's like, you know, operating in an almost a zero tolerance environment mm-hmm is is challenging and we actually you know see that on some of the which is another thing that makes the show interesting when it gets more documentary mm-hmm. is like you see some of those dynamics playing out where the guy is trying to be he's trying to be communicative and trying to say how it is and emotional and like but the immediate reaction from the other side and again this is in heterosexuality is like kind of a shutdown Mm -hmm. there's actually a scene where Jessica who obviously we can bring up at some point or Messica uh, is there still in the pods and she's still with the Barnett situation and basically she's just like he tells her that he's confused and he doesn't know who he's gonna pick basically and she just won't even
1: have it like yeah, she's, meanwhile, she's sitting there confused. That's, as,
0: yeah, it's just like, no, like, no, what are you talking about? Like, just mm-hmm. totally shutting him down. And I think that, like, that happens a lot mm-hmm. in, in terms of our gender dynamics.
1: For sure. Um, in, um, in the show, for me, it was that uh, there was that episode with Damien and G, and he was sitting in the bed, and she was arguing, hitting her hands, being being not okay, you mm-hmm. know? And then she and he's staying there. He's calm. He's not saying anything. He's he's responding. He's not reacting while well. she's being all reaction. Mm-hmm. And then she then she proceeds to kind of add more salt in the wound to be like, you know, when you said that, oh, the, you right. know, when the se- I said the sex was good or whatever, you notice that I've never said it back to me so and real. all that stuff. And I, in in that moment, I was like, that is that yeah. is the pettiest it, of the pettiest that, the that you could have yeah. got. Yeah. But also, if he reacted in the same way that she did, slamming the hands down. Blah, blah 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 acting out saying that your sex is bad and really coming for you oh, like that a
0: personal dick
1: people would be like yo yeah you're a dick you're toxic yeah. you're this you're this or that and so for me it's like realizing too that I think you know everybody needs to realize it's not just men it's not just women I think everybody um, and everybody in that falls within the spectrums of gender just needs to understand that yo anyone could be in a place of making someone feel scared and worried mm. And it doesn't have to do with your gender, whether or not you're a man or a woman, and, uh, and that what that power dynamic looks like. Someone's bigger, someone's smaller. The truth is, when you're hitting things and you're slamming things down and you're acting up like that, you do become scary. People do become scared, but also the initial reaction that a, a person who's operating in a masculine energy, in a masculine body, they can't react to you. Because if they do, it's going to be really shitty, whereas the other side can react. And so... And I just, yeah, I just, um, I think that's the most challenging too when it comes to learning a new body. Too learning a new body is learning that yo the ways that I behaved when I was a woman are not ways that I can behave when I when I'm in my body right now, navigating as someone's boyfriend. Yeah, Yeah, you know, and that to me is a scary, and b very very frustrating because you don't have people on the outside guiding, you, guiding you don't because nobody knows no. we're legit creating a blueprint for this stuff yeah and you and know if you're
0: raised in it it's a bit different yeah but if you're not you know and even when you're raised in it it's like you know i think for, for instance one example of this in terms of male culture specifically is like there's a culture in maleness of for instance there is a culture of talking about women's looks we're talking about looks right there's a big culture about talking about women's looks And obviously we are living in a society now that has different understandings of why that's what's appropriate and what's not appropriate But I think what we forget is that we're operating under so much history so much past and culture in the same ways that it's culturally appropriate for women to wear nails Mm-hmm. it's culturally appropriate for men to talk about women mm-hmm. their looks in particular right in that and maybe people might hear that and think well those aren't really on the same category but when I'm thinking about normalization mm-hmm. pe- I think that there needs to be more understanding about what's been normalized within maleness and mm-hmm. vice versa too and yeah. how those I things mean, play I mean women
1: on. talk about dick sizes yeah. and things like that that <laughs> I feel like it's unfair totally especially, I know. Especially dick for, size jokes are so yeah. annoying especially for me as a trans guy it's exactly. like yeah it's not really nice to hear no I hate it and for some reason you accept it, it but it's yeah. you know and not, for some not. reason it's kind of like well I don't really know what you're working with down there or maybe you don't have a, a stick or whatever the situation yep. is and so it doesn't apply to you yeah but it's like the truth is it's, it does yes and I think that yes there was a lot of things that normalized on both spectrums and I think that it, if can, people can do the work individually to really, really dig up and unpack like those things that they normalized, <coughs> I think the world would be a little bit of a more empathetic place with, with that. Cause it's like, yeah, like for me personally, I I don't ride on women's jo- a woman's looks like that, mm-hmm. body shape, anything like that. Totally. I used to, yeah, I used to, and I used to do that when I was a woman as well. I would mm-hmm. ride on other women um with men it's like when i was living in that body there's nothing that i was really saying about a guy yeah there was no i can't remember anything that was normalized that cuz i wasn't talking about dick sizes i wasn't talking about how tall they were mm-hmm. how short they were you know how big you know anything um but i remember you know being in a woman's body it's like it is it is if you aren't making fun of another woman With your other woman friends Mm -hmm. Then you're not a part of the crew You're not a part of the pack You don't get accepted Um, Yeah, there's a big culture around that Obviously And and women are also doing it To women yes, You know, just as much men are doing that To other men When they're like, yo you look like a fucking lunchable. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have you don't have facial hair, and the guys with facial hair are a fucking <coughs> medium rare steak. I don't know. Like there's things like Those that. that are, men are making men are also making fun of other men if you're not doing anything that's physical. Mm-hmm. If you have no hair, have hair. If you're short, if you're you know bigger in body size. Yeah. Like there's so many things that men make fun of other men for, and we all do it to each other. Yeah. You know, but it's like yeah, there's a lot of things that are yes go down. Generations, oh, yeah. generations of things that we're using today, but I think that where we're at right now, we're starting to really look at those things and be like, fuck, like, this is whack. Yeah. We can't keep doing this. You know, it's not healthy yeah. for ourselves and for other people. And, and I think it's we're gonna take to that
0: a point. while. It is gonna take a while. And it, it brings me to another point that I made on the story, which was the second reason that I thought it was really gonna work well, was the fact that um I I In watching it I learned a lot about like what it means again look for a relationship versus like look for a partnership Um, and I feel like a lot of our dynamics are how do I find someone that's gonna do and be everything I want you know how do I how do I get myself into a situation where I'm happy where I have someone who is makes me feel these ways and acts like this and all that stuff but you realize that in a partnership and you don't even notice sometimes that Mm. you're doing that but in a partnership it's a bit different it's like you know, you're actually trying to find a situation and learn enough about somebody to say, um, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. How can we both make sure that we're, you know, supporting each other and coming to the table in certain ways and whatever that looks like? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, what are your kind of personal experiences with that? With well, those thoughts?
1: My whole thing is that, I would just say this, I never, I'm never looking. I am never looking For me uh, And my body in the relationship that I have I need to be able to trust a person uh, With my body mm-hmm. And with You know My thoughts and my feelings But The people that I've Dated It's like I've been I, We've been friends mm-hmm. Basically me There too. was Platonic It wasn't There was no Even a spark there Where I would look at them And see something totally different It was like straight up I want to get to know you As a friend mm-hmm. Because Because if I if I don't know you as a friend then what would make me think that I can know you on a more intimate level Absolutely. when I have more things to actually look at but your body your you know all the stuff but um you know yeah just for me I guess it's uh, it's it's one of those ones where yeah I I would hope that you know relationships do get to a place where people just allow people to just be them their full selves Mm -hmm. Um, I know what would make me ultimately happy Would be to be with somebody or be around somebody who is ultimately happy with their life Like if they're not happy with their life, then what what are we doing here? Yeah Um, if I'm not happy with my life, then what are we doing here, but I'm down to come together and kind of do and that. It takes so if long. I can to trust get there. the fact that you are actually doing the work yes. to to make sure your life is really, really happy. Because if you're not working on things to actually make your yourself happy, then it will be a little bit more challenging. There will be things that would come. There will be projections that will happen because that just happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it's um and and that's another thing that I loved about the pod, is like they were Actually, building a friendship mm-hmm. over looking at somebody and feeling like wanting to jump their bones, basically. Mm-hmm. They and wanted in the heterosexual
0: like- world. It's like it's just on twenty four seven, basically. It's like the, the people are just judging left, right, and center. Like, like I remember the first time I was at a I, well, I was hosting a house party at a, a when I was at UFT, and I lived with a bunch of people, so it wasn't my party just, but it was the first like you know people were there, and there was this girl sitting there by herself. And I was about, like, two years into transition. You know, she's in my home, but I didn't know her. And she looked kind of like she wasn't having the best time. So I was like, I'm going to just go over and say, hey. So I went over and I was like, how's it going? And she was just, like, looked at me like, why the fuck is this guy talking to me? <laughs> um, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to be hit on right now. And basically, you're not welcome to engage with me in that way. Kind of was the vibe. So I was like, yeah. fine. So it's cool. But, you know, I was only a few years into transition. And I was like, damn, this is going to be so different. Because as a woman, I was so used to being able to approach other women and be received at least somewhat positively. Yeah. Like, at least kind of like you're like, there was none of that. And and that was, you know, navigating those moments over years and years. Now you're, you get used to it. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those ones where I think that it's safe to say that we've all played in part into the reason why that's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just that person, it's not just no, exactly. men, it's not just woman, it's like, legit, when you were in your other body, you played into that part too, mm-hmm. you know, and like, we all kind of play into that part of why that's something that can't happen, but also it's like, yeah, like, I guess we don't have to talk, but yes, there's a lot of people who are very hostile, and they don't really know, yeah, like, it's like, she didn't know that she was in your house. Yeah. I mean, you could have been a douchebag and been like, "Yo, get the fuck out. This is my <laughs> sure. house." Yeah, but like, yeah. why do that? 100. Um, and sometimes you realize too that it sometimes it takes for people to really warm up to it. Um, and you have already know this too. There's been so many incidents where people treated me like shit, and the minute that I said I was a trans guy, oh, oh my god, I suit you. Oh, everything everything right. is just oh, better. Everything's better. Oh, let's dance I together. Yeah, yeah. Let yep. me kiss you on the cheeks. Many and, times. Oh, I feel comfortable kissing you on the lips and all this yeah. stuff. Constant. And um, it probably died, but it's yeah. uh, it's all it's all good. Great. Yeah. Um, but um, can wrap it up, yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's you know, you kind of see, you kind of see that you yeah. kind of see when the minute that you say you're a trans person, it's like, oh, this person's uh, this person's safe, basically. Um, which I feel hot and cold about because mm-hmm. it's like, how why are you basically you know assuming that I should be this safe I person know. based and, and off it my gender? Mean
0: that. It does not mean that and then when you let them down they get extra mad. Well,
1: when you show them anything <laughs> that doesn't create a safety, yeah. You get fucking ridiculed, you'll get you get punished, you get, you know, canceled or whatever. Yeah. And we'll save that cancel yeah, we'll talk saved. for another time cuz yeah. I have so much to say about that. But there's so many cis men that I know in a, a community that I was in that yes, yeah, so many things are being said about these people. And no one said anything about it. Yeah. Because for some reason, and not for some reason, but there's a reason that cis guys are okay to get away with it because they're cis and these are the things that are normalized Mm -hmm. for cis men. But trans men, yeah, no. Oh yeah, not at all. And not that I'm saying that I want to dive into those very, very same things, but I notice them. When I do open up about the transness and how people react and how people want me around more, Mm -hmm. and and it kind of makes you feel like I have to say that I'm trans Everywhere I go, yeah, felt I felt if before. I if I want to be safe, that's right. There's that's been right. times where people wanted to fight me or do anything to cause bodily harm with me, to me, and I had to be like, "Yo, I'm trans," meaning mm-hmm. I was born as such. And the way that they were able to kind of like, you know, step off a bit, it made yes, I have to use using my trans identity makes me. It creates safety for me when I say it But yeah. it also makes me feel unsafe yeah. By saying it So there's a, there's very so much complex things that happen And if we're going back to relationships That's how I feel It's that saying that I'm trans makes me feel safe It makes me feel comfortable It makes me feel like everything's going to be good mm-hmm. But also I know how unsafe And how dangerous it can be to say that I'm trans Because there's more there's more things that could be said and done to manipulate me to make me feel like I'm not doing what I need to be doing as a man for this person Um, and knowing that they can use that as something that they know that I'm really a little bit insecure about Mm -hmm. of being seen as like of someone of value like a Mm -hmm. guy that's a value that i'm actually and it's not out of sympathy no and pity like that because that's you know we
0: have to think be careful of that as trans people in general too which is like because a long for a long time i played on my transness is that it was like should be sympathetic i should be sympathized but
1: you realize that it's that yeah it's not 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 a thing it's (laughs) not helpful at all like i don't want anyone to sympathize or be like oh he's a trans guy so we got to do x y and z it's like no like Straight up, like, I wanna, I just wanna be treated like um, a normal human being and, um, yeah, and be treated with respect. Mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, and I don't want to take disrespect um, because I'm a guy. Yeah. And that's what I see in the relationship with Damien and G. Yeah. Is that take, he was taking this disrespect from her. And I was like, yo, that feels like, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like a lot that I've had to sit there and shut the fuck up, basically which I'm fine with shutting the fuck up um, a lot of times when I have to. But um, the times that are rightfully so that I'm able to share something that I deeply feel without someone blowing up in my face and making me feel like my experience is not valid. Which is so common. Uh, yeah. You know, and so just seeing that in the show, I was like, dang, he's legit just sitting there and she's, <laughs> she's being scary. She's hitting <laughs> things. She's slamming things. She's being like... Shut the fuck up and listen to me and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's not healthy. Yeah. And eventually, you know, you get yourself into a place where if you're taking that for a long time, you're gonna reciprocate that energy. And guess what? You're gonna be seen as the the monster.
0: Yep. And I love that you know? he even said like, yeah, just like getting to the point where it's like, yo, like I'm not going to. I'm not going to just stay around for this, basically. Which yeah. is, I think people need more confidence to say, but especially I find guys that end up, for instance, with ho- like hotter girls, too, who treat them like that, they have a really hard time yeah, saying you don't you don't, Yeah, you don't want to don't. Yeah, full yeah. circle. Yeah. Even if they're treating you like shit, you yeah. just don't want to be. You're getting the like... sex, you're getting the attention of other people by, the, by how you guys look together, and all of those things are playing into it, obviously.
1: Yeah. It's really, really brutal, and, uh, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it is... It's uh, challenging for a lot of people to leave. But, yeah, I feel like for me, only speaking of myself, it's like, yeah, when you're in that relationship with someone beautiful, you're like, yo, I really want to make this work. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to <laughs> be around her. I love being around. And, yes, you get the attention. You get all stuff. People start to see you as one of their favorite couples or one of the yes. situations... You know, all this stuff happens. And, you know, no one knows, like, what's going on underneath the surface of, of, of that, mm-hmm. of being, like... Not treated well by her. Yeah, and knowing that that is something that can happen because you're not going to leave that situation. Yeah, why would you want to leave that situation? You'll never find a girl like me. Yeah, you'll never find a girl that's as beautiful as me that does all this stuff and they like. They
0: know, and the part of people know that. Too. I mean, yeah. or, and even if it could happen though, but I think they want to believe that that's true, yeah. and it keeps it kind of this carrot and the sick situation. And I know
1: some guys also say that to girls like yes. you're never going to find a guy like me. People do say it. I'm just saying my experience of because my experiences have been with women, but it's yeah, it's it's really interesting. So you do end up staying in these these spaces and knowing that like yo, you don't feel your best there. Yep. You know, so it's interesting. So what do we think is obviously yeah? Do we
0: think it's gonna have? I mean, I'm super curious. To see what happens on Thursday for this uh, for the show, which is you know sparks is exactly Thinking <laughs> about it,
1: some of I these, think uh, Jessica is gonna run away. Yeah. That's what I think. I think so, too. Just I though. think Amber, I hope that they don't get married, but you never know. I think they will. I think but they Honestly, she seems like she has no goals. <laughs> she when does. she said that, yo, but she said, i never cooked a steak it. by myself. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so you never funny. cooked. what she says. She doesn't cook <clears> and stuff. <throat> I just felt like that was seeing his face react to that. Yep. Um, that it, was kind of interesting. It's given me a new line, though, in terms of how much I,
0: I think important it is to dive deep with people. And I'm really hoping to bring some of that to my new relationships as I move forward. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as, as a consultant guy, you know, I'm trying to get better at questions anyway. But, you know, because it helps do the work better. But I'd want to bring some good questions to my relationships now. It's pretty inspiring in terms you of that. Have to. Because you just don't, most of the time you're not go. You're not going there And people lie, I mean they're not good at being honest with themselves mm-hmm. So when you ask people stuff, a lot of the time they don't Obviously they're not telling you Sometimes the full what's good well, People but, have
1: a hard time with being authentic But I yes. think it has to do with Feeling of that person too To f- see Like if they should even open up to you more mm-hmm. You know, and I think that When you're on the other end of that Well we're always, we're, we're on both ends With, you know um, but it's like when you're on the other end of that you know that you're creating a place of safety is really really important for people yeah I clearly know that more now yeah, more than I than ever too. have and going back to being like um, trans and you know navigating and being socialized as a woman my safety was the only thing that I cared about mm-hmm. because that's what I was brought up to that was uh, that I was brought to up prioritize. to prioritize was my safety that you find a partner that makes you feel safe. It's never woman making a man feel safe. And now that I'm in this body. My safety is still my number one priority. And it's interesting to be with women, you know, that ridicule me and basically sh- shut me off for not making their safety higher priority than mine. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that. I still I want to feel protected. I want to feel safe. And that's how I was socialized. And, and I hope that I can do the same thing for my partner. And I I understand that when I when my safety feels like it's not being prioritized, yes, I shut down. Yes, I act out. Yes, I do all those things. And I've been like G before, you know, slamming my hands on the table and stuff because it was so overwhelming. And, and, and you know, and just trying to figure out how to navigate my body. And so when I think about like dynamics and relationships too, it's like, yo, like, I don't think that, there i don't and i'm going to only say for my relationship because everyone's different i don't want to be the only one creating safety for other per another mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. i want to feel safe and i need safety to be for me as well yeah and i think that it's it's okay for me as a man to want safety to want protection but to have my best those in
0: conversations they're not yeah. in the male like you yeah. know in the di- conversations yeah.
1: I want to feel that don't start a fight and expect me to fight for you yeah i can't fight yeah and you know i i i'm just not born in that way to fight and so my safety looks like that when things are like that a conflict happening on that dynamic that i want to feel safe meaning that i don't need you to fight for me but it's okay for you to be like yo let's walk away from the situation and not escalate escalate. don't escalate the situation knowing that you're not going to be the one that's harmed because you're a woman it's going to be me mm-hmm. you know there was actually a, a peel uh what is it jordan and peel okay yes uh they had a skit where um i forgot the names it's really hilarious but he's basically chasing after her and every time she was starting something she would look at him and he'd be like Ugh. and then he would like basically defend her yeah and it yeah. would always result in him getting beat up and it was a really funny skit, but it really did make me feel in real life what that dynamic looks like of men only being seen as a protector and that men can't crave or want some form of safety. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love it. Dude. I think that, yeah, I mean, this is a little bit different. We're talking about heteronormative relationships in the show, and yes, they're there to provide some kind of safety, but then we can go so far into this but I was gonna say Carlton he didn't provide a space of safety he acted out like quote unquote how a woman would act and I seen that people were saying that he was acting like a woman he was acting like all this stuff because he had all these you know he wasn't able to deal with that but if a woman if um uh if a well, I hate the terms woman, but it's like that's the only Diner's thing that it's hard, yeah. It's really hard to figure out what that looks like. But if a woman was acting like that, if she did the same thing that Carlton did, it would be totally fine uh, for totally, totally, and so, yeah. um, you know,
0: yeah. And and I and I think that there's also something to be said, like in terms of um, the change, in, and that's why even on the story I called, I said my little caption was. Love is blind is a revolution in human connection Because when you're put in the pod situation More than two of the couples At least, and I'm sure more of them said this At least Barnett and Amber And at least um, uh, a couple of the other ones too Talked about how they or, And it was G, Gianni, yeah, G and, and Damien Both women said I finally found a man That I can help that mm-hmm. I can support, that I can be their rock. And, and I think it was Amber who was saying, like she said, she was like, I always thought that I, like, I was looking for someone to take care of me and I didn't even realize how much I was craving taking care of somebody else. Yeah. And I think that that is where you can get when you're having, when, when looks are off the table and mm-hmm. when you're having deep conversations without judgment, because I think that's what they experience in those pods is what happens when judgment is gone. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think those yeah, and I think those things really, really do matter. That both people want to be taking care of the other person. Yes. I don't know how dynamics are when we we see how it's like. Mm. We see it on a day to day, but we still do it. That knowing that there's one person who's supposed to be the rock for the other person, we know what that looks like. Yeah. And maybe that worked back in the day, but to be honest, I don't even think it worked no, back then probably either. Probably not. There was a <laughs> lot of issues. Yeah. 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 You know, like. For example, women weren't able to work mm-hmm. because she, she had somebody that she was had, the rock, yes, yeah. that was taking care of and like,
0: and the stress of and, that, which is why I think Mad Men was such an interesting show because mm-hmm. they explore that obviously
1: a lot. Yeah, it's, it's um, it's interesting, man. You kind of see where that goes, and like, I want to feel taken care of too. I want to know that, like, yeah, if things are not going well with me mentally, that you're not gonna make me feel bad for yes. that, and like, make me feel bad for not being the rock right then and there. Um yeah, and you know what I mean? like so it's like yeah, like you know, you can kind of see see those dynamics happening in the show, but you also see, uh let's say Cameron and Lauren, for example, that she has a sense of independency. she's uh you know, used to being her own rock and, doing her thing and then you have somebody else that really just wants to that really doesn't need you to be that rock they yeah. just want to be all that i find and how complex that, can that
0: there's two types of independent too there's the type of independent that i think is just like masked non-independence mm-hmm. like you know those people who are like i'm so independent i don't need anybody like i've been on my own my whole like they're just going like that and it's like to me that always sounds like like you're you're that's not you're probably more needing stuff from other people than you think and then there's the type of independence that's like you know they're down to engage in all sorts of ways but that's actually like okay i'm emotionally independent or i'm you know um like i can take care of myself emotionally i can take care of my basic needs and think those things like but i think sometimes they get convoluted together people are like i'm so independent you're like um are you and I mean, like, like if you are like <laughs> great yeah yeah but you
1: know what i mean it's
0: like but coming from anger is never a good pl- place to come from in that regard But
1: also if you're gonna come from anger. that place great yeah totally great you know because the truth is you don't have to be around that t- mm-hmm. those type of people if you don't want to and, like there are people who want to be taken care of the people who don't want to be taken care of the people who want to really fight 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 for their independence and people there's people who don't and yeah the the great thing about life is you get to pick and choose mm-hmm. who you want to be around to be honest like, and you who you want to be and who you want to be you, yeah you don't have to be that very right. you know and so um yeah it, it's uh um, definitely is interesting definitely is interesting
0: i love it dude yeah we'll bring up some of the other stuff on another thing but i'm glad yeah. we could chat about this yeah, and sure. um yeah thursday yeah oh yeah and you got a panel on thursday too right i do
1: i do yeah oh, should, should i say something more? yes let's say something okay well let's say something very small okay it's uh, gonna be a panel um, about mental health in the black community at the manifesto headquarters which is on Queens key um, excited for it there's yep. a lot of things um, I will say I'll leave this off though yes is that what I really 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 want to bring up when we talk about mental health is um, an, a community accountability and how we all participate in somebody's downfall with their mental health mm. And in ways that we can, yeah, kind of shift shift the idea of leaving the responsibility to solely that person. Because it takes a community to to build, you know, and it takes it takes a lot, it takes you know it takes love and it takes for you to be watching that. Great.